All right, on today's episode of Chalk Talk, we are going virtual. Obviously, a lot of folks are working from home and doing different things like that. So we are lucky enough to have Molly Collins, a uh, frequent flyer on the platform team on. Molly, give a wave for those watching at home. Hey, everyone. And we are going to be talking about an article that she wrote about um, that's featured on the platform blog. We'll link out to it. It's about different things that we can be doing at our time at home as teachers or as students and kind of working towards that mindfulness, um, especially as we're going through some crazy times. So we're going to kick this one off. This is Chalk Talk presented by Platform. Let's go. All right, so as I queued up at the beginning of the episode, uh, we have a fun one. I am working from home as well. Molly is in her parents' basement. She made the trip <laughs> up to, uh, it's Houghton, right? Houghton Lake. Houghton Lake, Houghton a little Lake. bit north, correct? Yeah, so this is uh, three hours north of Battle Creek where I currently reside in Michigan. So I am in my hometown with my parents and in my childhood basement right now. So. <laughs> Excellent, and we are gonna spend some time talking about family, friends, and what we can be doing when we are at home. Um, to set the stage, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you wrote a great article um, that's featured on Platform's website. Teachers and coaches alike have been checking it out. And I wanna kind of set the stage because although you wrote it kind of in the lens of what we can be doing, I think it's really important to, as I've realized working with my students and you're working with your athletes that like, we kind of have to lead by example um, as we do these different types of things. You know, we can send it out to kids and say, hey, do these different activities. But if we're not doing them ourselves, we might be kind of, you know, talking out of a one side of our, both sides of our mouth. So um, check out the full article. We're going to break down each one a little bit. Just have some fun today on, on a lighter version of, of Chalk Talk, but we're going to kick it off. You kind of set the stage saying we were looking for positive vibes, stress relief, and, you know, finding some time both with yourself and with your family, like you are setting a good example of being uh, back home. So first activity that you wrote right at the top of the list was write a letter. So do you want to talk that one over? Uh, maybe give an example or two of some letters you've either gotten or written things that, you know, you came to mind as to why this is a good mindfulness activity. Yeah. So uh, just a little bit about um, our family dynamic here in Holton Lake. Uh, I lost my grandmother when I was around 10 years old. And after she passed, uh, my parents decided to bring my grandfather into our home. And I was in that really developmental stage of your life in middle school and high school and then uh, early years of college. And so I lived with my grandfather along with my parents for six to eight years and then the two years of college there. So it was really impactful. And my grandfather had a really big role in just my um, character building that not a lot of people get. And one of the things that he always did uh, was write letters. Uh, he died when he was 96 years old. And I, to the day he died, I remember him still writing letters. Wow. And he always said that, you know, it means so much more to receive a letter in the mail. And grand, he was a mailman. So uh, <laughs> that had a little bit more of an impact. But I love giving, giving and getting letters in the mail. And it just has a little bit more of a personal touch to it, uh, showing that, you know, you're, you're caring and you're thinking about someone who's not in the physical right now. So I've always made it a really big point to make sure that um, I write letters to friends, uh, family members, uh, especially thank yous. So my family's been really big on if you receive a gift from someone, 
you write them a thank you, not yeah. just send them a text or a phone call, like you actually write them a letter. So um, I've had those values instilled in me since I was a little kid. And I can thank my grandparents and my parents for it because I'm, you know, 28 years old living on my own, but I still receive letters from my mom's side, from my mom's grandparents there. And then uh, from my dad, my dad sends me letters and cards all the time. So those are letters that I receive. Uh, but then also too at Penfield, our administration started something where we will write postcards to students. And it's not very long, it's just a quick little postcard, uh, but it can be anything and everything that you wanna talk to them or highlight them for that either they receive or their parents receive. And I've gotten a lot of really good feedback on the postcards that I've sent out that way as well. So I think awesome. just overall, just showing uh, above and beyond uh, effort to communicate with someone, it goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think everything has gone in that like quick, like give, let me give you like the quick text, like you mentioned, send an email, even pick up the phone call. But like that letter is one of those like more really like dedicated times that you can be thinking about, like you talked about often what you're thankful for. Um, and I think it's a good activity. I saw a bunch of different teachers talking um, in different circles right now being like, I don't know what to do. I'm by myself. I don't have my students every day. I feel almost like empty. And I saw almost a, a few different people say like, hey, write, write your kids a letter. It'll go so, it'll mean so much to them. It'll do all those different things. So I think there is that really great kind of like idea of writing it down, like handwritten writing it down that, that is super impactful. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have a, like a vision board, I call it in my bedroom back home and uh, things that are up there are handwritten letters from really close friends of mine yep. and from my grandparents and my, from my mom and dad. So it, I hold it very true and dear to my heart. So. For sure. For sure. Awesome. And I'm going to combine number two and three. And for those that know you um, know <laughs> that they're almost one in the same, it was much. <laughs> take a walk outside and take a family member. And then it was some time with your pet. Now, uh, again, you have your, your sidekick Brody with you at almost all times, um, who's your dog. Uh, but there's definitely some merit. And even like we've been talking about in fitness or anything else like that, often we think like we're so used to kind of working as individuals, mm -hmm. but there's definitely some really strong ties to taking a family member and going and doing something. And, and we're almost like not used to those different types of things anymore because we've become so like busy and, and caught up. And this is like the first time in a while we've come to a halt, but talk us through what you've been doing maybe in your hometown and, and just kind of getting outside and, and thinking kind of that mindfulness there. Yeah. So, uh, when, when I found out that school was going to be shut down for a month and I was like, man, like, I don't want to be in Battle Creek all by myself, you know, just my dog. So I took the opportunity to come home and at the time right now, it's just my dad home while my mom is with my sister in Wisconsin. Uh, we just had twins in my family. So my sister's very busy. So that's a side note. But um, <laughs> I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna go spend time with my dad. Like not many times do we just get the two of us anymore. Yeah. And I thought it was a really good opportunity. So in northern Michigan, I mean, I'm surrounded by woods where I live. So we have lots of hiking trails. Uh, name it. I mean, it's in our backyard. So I just have taken the opportunity. My dog Brody loves being outside and loves just adventuring on the trails and running. So we'll go outside, we'll play maybe soccer for a little bit, and then I'll 
put on kind of my cold gear stuff and we'll head out into the trails and we'll take a couple walks. Um, we've kind of made a little bit of a tradition too with my dad and I that after dinner we'll uh, walk around the neighborhood and we'll take Brody on a walk. Nice. So, and when just, you're, when you're doing your walks by yourself, are you going headphones in, headphones out? What are you, what are you kind of taking I will it go, on as? Recently I've been going headphones out um, and I a couple of times haven't even brought my phone and then I was reminded that I probably should. I'm kind of in the woods. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I forget sometimes where I'm at, but uh, so I've been bringing my phone, but that's just been there to take pictures. I know if anyone follows me on social media, you've probably seen pictures of Brody and I out outside. So, um, but headphones have been out, but a lot of times I do like going headphones in, listening to a podcast. Nice. So. Nice. And we will definitely get to that one as well. Um, Cause you, you wrote about that one in, in your list of eight uh, next up. And this is a tough one. And I will be honest, a tough one for me. So you're going to have to walk uh, through this a little bit. Cause I find myself never quite thinking about my breath work or meditation. So you wrote that one. And I think you probably worked on that with your students a lot and you, you do it yourself. Talk, talk us through kind of what you think about when you're doing, you know, meditation or anything else like that. Yeah, I think you are right that it's something that a lot of us know that we should do and it gets overlooked because sometimes we don't know how to do it. Um, we think we look weird doing it. Yeah. Uh, you feel as if your time could be spent doing something else. Um, I, get, I get all of that because sometimes I'm in the same boat. Uh, but I think it goes to show like just spending five, 10 minutes by yourself uh, in a quiet place, not even necessarily needing to have any music or background mm -hmm. sound at all, but you're just focusing on that big belly breath. And I know my students get really annoyed probably with me because every time we do yoga on Fridays, I'm like, all right, I want you to think about your breath. I want you to think five seconds in big belly breath and then five seconds exhale. Yeah. Um, but they think it's weird. But then at the very end when we're in Shavasanas and I end up having half of them sleeping because they actually focus on their breath. I'm like, it's because your body finally relaxed. And right. I think, especially in the time that we're having right now uh, in this crisis that so many of us are stressed, uh, we're not in control and that freaks us out. And I think we just need to take, take back our time and yeah. just really focus on whether you're just laying down, like maybe it's when you wake up in the morning. And you just have some time to yourself. You're kind of uh, getting woken up, but you just lay there, maybe have your hands on your belly and you just, you're taking, you know, those five second inhale breath, five second exhale. Um, I think that can go a long way and just can kind of relax you a little bit before yeah. starting your day. And honestly, if I'm having trouble sleeping at night, I do the same thing. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, um, I always used to get made fun of by my family because they're like, you can sleep anywhere. And I was like, yeah, you're, you're right. I can. But it's like always before I go to sleep, I take like giant big breaths. And For sure. It out, so. and, and I think that one's super important too, um, especially like you mentioned right now and everything that's going on is like, it's really easy to grab your phone while you're in bed and you get scrolling and it's like that stress starts to compound on itself because you're feeling like, oh my God you read the next news story, the next news story, the next news story. Yeah. And so like what I would always tell my kids and I found I wasn't even doing it myself was like, you know, before big meets or anything else like that, like don't sleep with your phone in your room. 
because the second that glow comes up, you can't get yourself calmed down. And so now I've been trying to do that same thing, like you mentioned, like trying to go to bed, do that especially. Um, and it's something, like you said, we tell other people to do it all the time, or we say we could maybe do it. And then it's like, eh, you know, I don't know, maybe next week. This is definitely <laughs> a good time to start thinking about the breathing. Yes. And like, uh, this is kind of just the way I practice this morning. So a little bit of a plug. I don't even mean to be a plug, but I enrolled in um, what's called softball school with a package deal. And it's a phenomenal softball uh, training. I don't know. You just got to go check it out. It's amazing. But um, their uh, class this morning was a yoga class. Oh. And it wasn't very long. It was like a half hour long. And it just kind of went through a couple of motions. But again, she really focused on the breathing. And I've been really sore because I've been doing all of you guys' at-home workouts. <laughs> so, and all these challenges that are leaving my pecs and booty <laughs> on fire. But um, I was just like, you know, like, I felt really good. And I didn't feel as sore after just taking that 30 minutes to just relax and stretch and flow a little bit and then breathe. So I just taking, it doesn't even have to be a half hour. It can be five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it may be. But. Very cool. And no, plugs are okay, especially because you mentioned package deal in the Twitter post. And yeah. if they want to jump on, now you can say you plug them on the podcast. Exactly. So they They're can come awesome. on. I'm not kidding. They do so many good things. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, that's the first four. So we're going to just take a quick pause here. Um, before we jump into the next four and just talk a little bit more, uh, sit tight and we'll be right back. As we're taking this quick break, as Molly mentions in different things in terms of at-home workouts and different resources that we provide, please go to platform.com. That's plt4m.com. You can check out Molly's articles. She's written on mindfulness. She's written on women in weight. She's written on all different types of things that are featured on the website. And as she mentioned, there's also lots of remote fitness and workout programs that you can do at home in the comfort of your own home while you get a little bit of uncomfortable sweating and working out. So go check out all of that. You can get it at platform.com. With that, we will jump back in to hear the last couple points on mindfulness with Molly. That's got a good ring. <laughs> Just needs to be its own show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're jumping back in. We uh, talked a little bit about, you know, meditation, talking about spending time with family, writing letters, and now we're going to jump in to the back half. Um, and, you know, these aren't in any particular order unless I missed the flow here, Molly, but you had a good list. And, and number five is watch an inspirational movie. So that one kind of goes without saying. You wrote it right in the article. Um, it's, you know, there's nothing better than watching a really good inspiring movie and feeling like, all right, I can take on the world. So I'm going to put you on the spot here for this one. You got to tell us your go-to inspirational movie and explain why. Uh, I would say Peaceful Warrior. Uh, Peaceful Warrior, it's not a very well-known movie. It's, it kind of can seem a little bit low budget as well. But the story starts uh, actually when I was a ninth grader in high school as to why I like this movie. Uh, my mom was my phys ed and health teacher. And so she did a whole mental health unit based off of this movie. And it talks about the student athlete at UCLA as a gymnast who ends up in this horrible accident 
and takes him away from gymnastics. And he meets this guy named Socrates and he just challenges this guy's way of thinking and like his character and how to get through pain and things like that. And I don't want to ruin the punchline, so I'm not going to tell you because you guys have to go watch it. But um, at the very end of the unit, my mom gave us all a rock. And the rock on my particular one said the word was peaceful. And I loved it. And I still have it to this day. Again, this was the ninth grade of high school and I'm 28 years old. <laughs> and I still have this rock and it's uh, next to my bed. It sits right on my nightstand. And it just it's a reminder to me of this movie and what it taught me, but then also um, that life is not a destination. It's a journey and everything that compiles from it. So that rock kind of resembles that. And if you ask any of my um, athletes or students, I kind of have a weird obsession now with rocks ever <laughs> since then. I kind of, I guess I did when I was a kid, I found some pictures not too long ago of me like rock hunting or something I don't know but um I love rocks and so I always give at the end of the year um an award to multiple different students but they all get a rock and the rock is an example of example of trusting your journey and knowing that it will have twists and turns and lefts and rights and ups and downs and things like that um but this rock is is your way and it can be so simple. It doesn't have to be this huge, giant destination. Um, just remembering to praise the little things in your life and that things are the blessing. So um, that's Very my cool. number one is The Peaceful Warrior. I hope you guys will go and watch it. Sorry if you don't like it, but I love, it. <laughs> I love like movies that sometimes are low budget, but the meaning behind them are just so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'll, I'll take that. That's a good one. You know, a lot of coaches would or you know, people in those types of questions would often probably be like, and they're pro they're on my list as well. So I'm not knocking the folks that would say this, but like Miracle, Remember the Titans, um, Hoosiers, all those sport ones. Oh, but yeah. That's good. That's a different one that I think most people probably haven't even heard of because I, I haven't heard of it myself. I'm going to have to go check it out. Yeah. No, and I did say Remember the Titans because, I mean, if I you mean, don't like how, Remember the Titans and you're a coach, uh, I know, that's right. I want to rethink why you're doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. How how can you not? How can you not? Well, that's that's good. Um, a, a good list for sure. And like you said, you can you can still have those on there, but it's good to have some some different ones as well. Yeah. All right. Next, and I'm, we're gonna we're gonna touch on this, but you are gonna have to really work hard to defend this one because it's clean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to do that. The crazy thing. I'm a little bit of an OCD person, so for me, when my bedroom's cleaned and like I hardly ever make my bed that's really bad to say but like when it is made and I go in there to go to bed at night it just feels better um I have a really bad habit of doing my laundry but then not folding it and putting it away just start to pull from the top yep this yeah, works. yeah I don't know if anyone else <laughs> on here is like that but that's me uh and so my well, luckily most people that are work. listening are coaches and teachers and rock the rock the sweatpants or shorts or anything else like that as you and I are right now uh, <laughs> for those that are watching via video but you know there's no shame in just grabbing that sweatshirt right off the top you know it's clean you might as well throw it on yeah 
And so I don't know, just it's cleaning out the clutter in your life. If you have organization and cleanliness in your everyday life that you see on the physical, I, I believe that that's going to help you in your mind. Physical. And um, when all of my chores are done and like uh, my house is in order, it's clean. I can look, I can look physically at it and I'd be like, ah, you know, like a deep <laughs> breath and sigh of relief. Yep. Um, but then if it's not, I just sit there and I'm just like, I should really do that. Right. And that builds up that own like kind of stress sometimes. So that's a good one to like kind of declutter the mind. That's a yeah, harder and I, and I went into detail in terms of like, yeah, like go through your clothes, your shoes, et cetera, whatever, try and get rid of things. Like that was a little bit extreme. Not everyone's going to want to do that, but yep. um, just tidying up and uh, just making sure everything's cleanly and good in order. I, I believe if you haven't tried it yet, that it'll make you feel a lot better. That's right. That's right, for sure. All right, now this one I want to talk a little bit more about because there's different ways that people do it. Um, and it goes back, in my mind, to some like almost handwritten. And I know you can do journaling on a, you know, your laptop or anything else like that. But talk me through uh, number seven, which was kind of journal or, or journaling, if you will. Yeah, I think um, one of the biggest things I say to my students um, when they're having a tough time and they're frustrated or they, they should be talking to someone, but they don't know how to or whatever it may be. I always say, try journaling. And I know it's not for everyone. Um, don't get me wrong. I get it. But there's something about writing out how you're feeling mm -hmm. that makes you feel so much better. And sometimes um, if you're not someone who likes to write, sometimes physically just saying it, like having a conversation with yourself. Yep. And saying why you're frustrated just automatically will take um, some weight off your shoulders. So for me, I like to journal. Um, I like to kind of just write down what's going on and what I uh, am blessed with at that current time, what I'm thankful for. But then also to um, like, what, do, what am I wanting and how am I going to get there? Like it's my it's a way to set goals, set goals and different things. Yeah, for sure. And I think that really puts it in perspective. I think a lot of people like to write down a goal, post it on the wall or anything else like that, but more of that, those daily reminders can be super helpful. So, um, and for other people, be it a teacher or a teacher sending this out to a student, when you talk about journaling, you gave like goals or other things, what are some other kind of like almost like prompts that people can be thinking about when they go to write things down? That is kind of like a good place to start if you're not quite sure where to go. Um, I did write a couple of them down in terms of uh, like what is courage and strength? Because mm -hmm. I think everyone has a really good perspective in their mind of someone who some, someone or something that is courageous courageous or has strength yeah and we tend to want to um use them as examples in our own lives and i think sometimes writing it out and being like oh i think someone who's courageous is someone who um will is a go-getter or yeah. whatever it may be and then some people might take strength as a straight up just strength as strong instead of strength um in my opinion is someone character who, yeah, strong character and their morals and things like that. So just, it helps, I think, to get to know yourself. Yeah, for um, sure. So, uh, no, that's a great one. And I think I that's like to talk about is, sorry. No, 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 I said, that's a great one. I think that's a good starting point. Cause even the courage strength or what's this versus that, I think can then almost be like the segue into start thinking about like, if you have goals, 
getting better at one or wanting yeah. to focus on this, like it kind of all starts to connect. Yeah. And then another really good one that you can connect to my number one point of writing a letter is um, talking about a life experience and either someone or something in your life that helped you get through that, whether it was a negative experience or a positive experience, who was there alongside of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes there isn't anyone, but then it's kind of like writing a letter to yourself and right. uh, like patting yourself on the back for doing that. But like, I love writing about life experiences because it's easy to write about it because it's your life and it's yeah. right there. Um, but it helps me reflect on like the impact that was made, whether sure. it was an impact that I made, I hope on someone's life or the impact that someone made on my life. Yeah. And I think sometimes you don't fill in the own pieces when you're just thinking about it, but as you write it down, you start to see some of the things that like connect that you weren't just like had in your, your, your thoughts almost. Yeah. Like I'm a big like word vomit person. So if you look at any of my journals or actually like any of, I have sticky notes everywhere right now upstairs where I've been working because it's just like, I have random thoughts like, and so I'm just writing them all down. And so my journal is just filled with different direction of writing to like big bold letters to cursive like and I think it shows an expression of yourself like, yeah right and you can start huh? to pull th- you can start to pull things out from like those random thoughts and random things of like oh this is the part that like I want to like continue on even further and further and further like the way that you landed on I don't know if it was in a journal at some point or not but like you're you're three P's almost, um, Mm -hmm. in terms of like those things, like those are the types of things I think a lot of people have like circulating around and it takes writing them down and figuring out what they mean to you. That can be really cool. Yeah. I'm going to kind of like plug in multiple different things right now that we've already talked about. All right. It's going off of this particular journal topic. So if any of you have seen, um, I can only imagine the movie I can only imagine. No, sorry. No. Okay, right, another one on your watch list. It's on my list. All so, right, okay, okay. So kind of how the movie, like how the song I Can Only Imagine transformed was in his journal, he kept writing without even knowing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I Can Only Imagine. Like he just kept writing it after like everything he said, he goes, I can only imagine like what it would be like if this happened or I can only imagine. And he just kept saying it. And then one day he sat down and read through his old journal and he started to see it. And like, so he started circling every time he said, I can only imagine. Uh, and then it like created this well-known hit of a song. I can only imagine. Yeah. And it's just like really cool how like that's, and that's what I see. Like I've, you talked about my three P's, like that is kind of what happened. Like I kept seeing purpose. I kept seeing pride, kept seeing passion. And I was like, I think I might have something here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's just a way it's like sticky notes and you're and it's just there in your noggin so there you go you just got to pull it out excellent and we'll finish up because it's what we kind of just talked about a little bit in terms of like other people's thoughts or you know starting to put it in perspective of people that probably did a lot of sticky notes and then landed on for number eight which was read a book or listen to a podcast so I won't make you do podcasts because you're always on Chalk Talk. And I know that would be your number one podcast, obviously. And it was on the list. Uh, <laughs> what about a book? What do you got there in terms? I know you had a, a good list, but what's one or two that you have that come to mind? Um, 
the book I always recommend is Life Is Not An Accident by Jay Williams. And um, phenomenal basketball player, accident happened uh, on his motorcycle, led him to not being able to really fulfill his professional basketball career. Mm-hmm. And now he's an ESPN analyst. And I, before this, I didn't really know his story very well. Like yeah. I knew he was a basketball player, like, cause I was younger and then didn't really pay attention. And then by the time I was old enough to really know he was an ESPN analyst. So, um, it was just a really cool story of how things can happen and how it helped build his character. And if you haven't gotten anything from this conversation at all, um, the word I keep saying is character and you're trying to, you know, prioritize and find your morals and beliefs and things like that. But overall it's your character and how you're treating people. And so I would recommend life is not an accident by Jay Williams. Um, it's a quick read. I ended up reading it, um, on my way down to North Carolina a couple of summers ago and I'm not a good reader by any means so <laughs> for me to read this like in one setting like boom done you were um, I knew it was a really good book so nice yeah and then the other one that's uh an easy read and also gives a lot of good uh, exercises to it and literally physical exercises is um as many reps as possible by Jason Kalupa He's a CrossFit um, youth former fittest man on earth. And I just think he just gives a really good perspective of taking the AMRAP mentality of as Mm -hmm. many reps as possible and implementing it into his life. So say the cleaning scenario, maybe set a timer for 10 minutes and you're going to get done as much cleaning as you can in 10 minutes. Oh, that's cool. Like, okay, then I'm good. Like that was like, and it's just a way to kind of kick things off. Yeah. Um, so I really liked his book of like having that mentality of yeah. putting everything into that perspective is if you had a certain amount of time, what could you get done in that certain amount of time? Right. For sure. Yeah. That's very cool. And like you said, like a lot of it is that you've mentioned and you've talked about throughout the podcast, which is cool to hear is like, we're talking about character and one of those things that sometimes because we're so busy, because so much is happening, because like everything's spinning like so fast, we sometimes lose sight of those things. And like right now, right in this moment and your full list, you know, there's something that you can do and those kind of same themes to start to figure out maybe your own character or what you admire in other people that can go a really long way. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Well, I think that's going to do it for us today. We'll wrap up here. in terms of just kind of closing up all of those different types of things. I think that, you know, one of those things that you mentioned in terms of mindfulness and kind of putting it all together is about just kind of finding one thing and making it almost like a priority, right? Like you said, like, you know, do 10 minutes of it or do, you know, for the first time say, I'm going to make sure like I write this down because it, I'm putting it in writing or whatever it may be is where it all starts to connect. And I think that's a really great kind of place to, to wrap it up. And that's what you did in your article in terms of like, start somewhere, do something and you'll kind of see what happens. And although we spend a lot of time talking about physical education, we talk about athletics, strength and conditioning, you know, there are bigger things than that. There are bigger things than, you know, teaching, coaching, playing the sports that we love. And I think especially right now, you know, you're a, a, softball coach with your season on hold um you know those other things you start to put in perspective and really kind of click it means a lot so i appreciate you writing the article i appreciate you joining the podcast absolutely i think i owe you a thank you note 
<laughs> maybe, maybe I'd be excited <laughs> to get one in the mail. That's right. Anything else you want to add before we sign off? Uh, just, I mean, you did a really good job, but as I kind of said in nice bold letters, uh, it's not difficult. It's just prioritizing it. And we as um, health educators, physical educators, coaches, uh, we just need to remember that um, it's not just the physical that incorporates our health. It's, it's the mental, emotional, social, and spiritual. And we have to remember that. And when we can get our athletes and students to be the best person that they can be in all of those aspects, um, that's when we really made the difference. So um, try not to focus just on one thing and that yeah. being the physical that we can see. Um, but once we get in tune with what's going on up here, it makes a big difference. For sure. And I think that's a great point right now because we are now almost out of the driver's seat in a way, like we're not right on top of our students and able to get them moving and get them physical is like, you know, before we race to just like make sure they're doing X, Y, or Z at home because we are worried about our sports season or anything else like that. Like you mentioned, it's, it's far past the physical. And I think if, if any time kind of can help people open their eyes up to that, um, now is a good one. So I think that's a, a great kind of a place to, to think about it. So thanks again for everybody for listening. Um, everybody stay safe, you know, keep up everything that you're doing at home to stay in touch with your students, stay connected with them, promote all of those kind of positivity um, pieces that Molly just talked about as well. Reach out to us if you have any questions or you want help from either uh, platform or, you know, Coach Collins herself. She's always happy to kind of lend a helping hand however you need to. So thanks again. And remember at platform, it's always in pursuit of better.